0: Welcome to the Room 413 podcast with your generous and great looking co-stars, me, Phil, the magnificent Franklin, and...
1: And me, Sam, also known as Henry Pintail. So we figured out, I think, I think we sorted out the lighting and the camera situation, so hopefully this video doesn't cut out at 11 minutes in. I'm using my GoPro instead of my DSLR. Turns out my DSLR won't record um, for longer than 11 minutes. I uh, don't know why that is, but until I figure it out, we're gonna use the GoPro, which is great because I've yet to
0: utilize my GoPro yeah. aside from like a few videos and the one ski trip that I took. So yeah, and we also figured out the we also figured out the trick with lighting. The trick is to put two lights facing us like we're being interrogated at a police station. In case it wasn't <laughs> obvious, yeah, we have two very very obvious spotlights on our face. In case it's that obvious, you can interrogate me all you want. I'm not gonna give the location of the money. <laughs> Okay, so today we really are doing a different
1: version of this podcast. Um, we're not gonna really talk about something specific so much as we're just gonna like have a conversation about whatever comes up. And if you guys like this format, please let us know. Like, I know that people are watching this podcast or listening to this podcast, and I've yet to receive any feedback aside from like my parents, yeah, and my RA. We watches. know you're By listening. Way, that's an episode coming up soon. We're gonna get Jake. On here, and so that'll be really fun. But
0: yeah, if R. A Jake, if our R A Jake is listening to this or is going to hear us like talking right next door, you know, we want you on the show, man. We know you'd be great at it.
1: Yeah. So um, we're gonna try to get as more, many people on here as we can. Um, just trying to really have a good time. Um, but starting off, me and Gibson have decided that as a sort of subset to the podcast, we're going to have a YouTube. Segment for each of us, so we're gonna have like a separate playlist on our YouTube. Those of you who are familiar with our YouTube version of the podcast, um, all of these episodes so far have been thrown under uh, season one. We're gonna have two separate uh, playlists eventually. I mean, this is gonna take a couple of months probably to get right because uh, we all we have to do then recording individual content, and so it'll be we'll figure it out. But um, mine is going to be called Ram Jam, and it's gonna be sort of like this uncensored, conversational, just like having a good time messing around with whoever I have on, it'll probably be Gibson for the most part at yeah. first until I find other people who are interested. And then his is going to be called Gibson's Garage. Which, if you know, Gibson is, like, obsessed with bikes. I am a cycling enthusiast. We or, as we like to call right ourselves, now. as we like to call ourselves, cycloholics. We have two in the room
0: right now. so. Um, but, yeah, in my have... videos, it's, I mean, as much as I want to talk about my bikes all the time, you know, I'm also going to have a little bit of variety, and something else about me, I am a film nerd. I have, I love watching, I've been watching films since before I can remember, and I've watched them so many times that I pretty much have maybe a dozen completely memorized in my head, and if my mom's listening, yes, I am aware that that's too much, but there's something I can do about it. <laughs> so, But I want I would do, like, analysis of those, I'd have guest stars, so i just say, what do you think about this, do you like the message that this is representing, or do you think that this message could belong in, like, the other world? you know like in our world right now or or I could be I'll be talking about arts or books or anything that we geeks really appreciate which is what's really important to just cover whatever we want to cover. That's kind
1: of what we're doing because we kind of differ on, like, the main podcast as to what we really want to accomplish. So we've decided, you know, doing a split-off where we do our own thing would just make it a lot easier. Yeah, but, and, um, I
0: mean, we still would do vi- we still would do videos, like, together on other things that we both agree on, but if there's something that we want to talk about that the other necessarily doesn't want to, we now have the freedom to do that. Yeah. And you have the freedom to listen to my soothing, sultry voice or listen to Sam's. Anyway, so,
1: um, yeah, it's just going to be a really fun experiment, and if it's if we enjoy it, and you guys enjoy it, we'll probably continue to do it. Um, but first off, today I sort of wanted to start talking about um, some games I've played recently, uh, <laughs> most notably Spider-Man. So... Gibson got Spider-Man for Christmas, and he brought it back to the dorm room. And we—I j- just downloaded it today, and I was playing when he came back. While well, I loaded up when he came back, but yeah. We were sitting here, just sort of like going through the first like what was it, probably hour or so. We were on we there for the like but I, yeah. Most we were on of that for... was spent me just slinging around New York looking for landmarks. Which yeah. this game is one of the most beautiful games I've ever seen in my life. This this game is insane. And, it's like a com- like a
0: complete generated model of cool, the entire yeah. city. And,
1: and the fact that it's actually like placed in a like realistic New York in that Times Square exists, Central Park exists, um like the Empire State Building exists, you have the Freedom Tower, um, the Statue of Liberty can be seen from buildings. Like you can actually go to landmarks and look around. And it's not just, like, this half ass like, rendered city that, oh, yeah, like, a no. lot of the earlier Spider-Man games, like, they had some landmarks, but it was hard to find, like, it wasn't Yeah, right. it was, like, really and obscure. And then you look at, like, the games that they made for Transformers, right? And, oh. like, those cities were, like, based off of real cities, but when you drove around the map, it felt nothing like those actual cities. So, yeah, with, it's kind with of, this game, I'm actually really, really impressed.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like that old Lego Marvel Superheroes game that came out. Oh, gosh, like maybe six years ago where there was that whole workable island of Manhattan that you could go wherever you wanted, you could be, you know, do whatever you wanted and you could see whatever you wanted. But in that version, I mean, obviously the resolution wasn't great, but there were also like more comic book sites, like more blatantly obvious comic book changes to the landscape. This one, while there is comic book buildings and sites, you know, they have, I mean, we, we looked, and we must have seen 20 like, twenty easily recognizable landmarks in New York City and in their proper spots with their proper surrounding buildings. Yeah, I mean, like I said, the Avengers Tower from the actual
1: movies, the MCU at the moment, is in the game. And it is scalable, and you can sit up there, and it's actually a trophy in the game to sit on the top. Uh, this whole thing is just very interesting to me, because for the longest time, I've wanted a game that focuses around a real city and does the real city really well. Yeah. Not like, GTA, like, all right, so you're remaking Los Angeles roughly. And I mean roughly because yeah. because, I mean, like, downtown, sure, like, it resembles L.A. and, like, the regions around. But a lot of it, if you actually look at, and I've done this, if you actually look at these maps of L.A. compared to Los Santos, they're very different in that the city, in reality, is not that close to the ocean. I mean, like, it is. You're in L.A., you're still on the yeah, beach. Yeah, yeah. But L.A., like, downtown, like, the actual city, is is actually, like, I'm not from L.A., so I don't want to put, like, a time on how far, but, like, it's a couple miles, so, like... Yeah,
0: just but enough. But unlike
1: GTA, where it's, like, for, like... I mean, and I get it. You can't build a full-scale, you know... The map yeah. itself was huge. Like, if they had focused on L.A. alone and had done it that way, they probably could have done it accurately but i think because they wanted the map to be more than just downtown you know they added like uh the lake up at the top and like the beaches and like you had the huge map if they didn't want that they could have just done LA and they probably could have made it work but honestly in, in reality the game it takes like five minutes of driving from downtown to the ocean and it's like but it's not even five minutes yeah well mate um you get on the highway and you go down and then you're, you're there and it's so it takes more time to get from like there's a beverly least, hills into downtown that it takes you to get from downtown to the beach which in reality is not the case yeah well Hollywood there's like two in, things like, there's two beverly things hills that Island i'm like thinking LA. of
0: that like when in the game i'm pretty sure they don't include the bumper to bumper traffic as nearly as bad as the actual oh, los yeah. angeles and i think it's safe to say for everyone who has played it that you're not necessarily obeying the speed limits, so maybe you feel like you're getting there quicker because you're going twice the speed limits through a red you know through a red zone yeah. yeah
1: okay that's fair
0: that's just like something you know that can really affect how you perceive your driving time with the lack of traffic and going through red lights i definitely don't miss st louis traffic and i've been to
1: la and thankfully we've sort of structured what we were doing to avoid most of the traffic but man la traffic is like nothing oh. or, it's like, or it's sorry st louis traffic's like nothing compared to la la mm-hmm. is like Ridiculous. I mean, have you, have you, ever, you didn't see La La Land, did you?
0: No, I did not see La La okay, Land. Okay, well, the
1: opening scene... Now, listen. The opening scene to La La Land, essentially, takes place on an overpass. And I don't know what highway it is. It's the, Is it the 5? Whatever it is. Whatever they call it. They're sitting on it on the overpass, like right outside of downtown. And it's bumper to bumper, and everyone's just honking. And then this opening montage just starts up. And let me see if I can... Let
0: me see if I can pull up the video really quick. And while he's looking at that, there was also another uh, show that Sam and I, uh, we missed today. But we saw highlights of it online. That was probably one of the best oh, shows. Geez, yeah. This is another big thing for gamers. And depending, that, that was we insane. know that this will offend some of you. Like, some of you think it's passing fat. Some of you are just going to say, oh, great, right, we got another one. But we both like Fortnite just enough.
1: Yeah, and they right? had
0: yeah, a... Up in-game show with Marshmallow like for 10 minutes straight. No one could die. They had all these awesome lights, all these awesome effects, and I mean, that was just a show that we definitely... we missed it because we were both at work, but that's a show that was huge today. Oh, what's it we got? Okay, so I
1: got the clip pulled up, yeah. So, none of you guys are gonna be able to see this, but if you've seen... it's a quick Google search. Just look up Another Day of Sun, The La La Land opening scene and click on the first video that comes up and you'll see what we're, we're gonna play it. I just wanna show Gibson. See and And you can hear bummer. my commentary during the clip. Yeah, it's, so you'll see what I'm talking about. Right, so see they're like all sitting here like back to back, bumper to bumper. Yeah. And I'm gonna try to make this loud enough that you guys can just hear this. At least hear my reaction you I can mean, just see so you can track. Yeah, so this is, like, on the
0: 5, or whatever the highway is that they call it, and they're sitting here in traffic. With a grandma and her son (laughs) bobbing their heads in a car.
1: Okay, like, this thing is wild, like, so, like... It just sort of ramps up, but then everyone starts doing, like, this kind of shit. Like, they're dancing on cars. I always... Like, if if there is any time or example to say how much, like, L.A. is glorified, it's this. Like, acting like this happens in L.A. on a daily
0: basis. I mean, I wish life was, like, a musical sometimes. It was just, like, you know, quick, easy, you know, great endings. And then everyone around you that you never even met just breaks into, into a spontaneous number... Even on a Los Angeles highway. Yeah, that's fair. That's a, but I would anyway, always love that. So that's
1: just like a glimpse at what I'm talking about. But yeah, so it's like a thing. Like, they in the movie, they just dance on the highway. And it's like, th- it's totally glorifying what LA traffic's like. I mean, if that was like LA every
0: day, then maybe we're all missing out. But uh, um, Yeah, if, it, if it, it was like that, then yeah, I, w- I would totally move there. But... Well, you know what I saw recently?
1: I was looking through the Weather Channel. And you know, have you ever been on the app for the Weather Channel before? Yeah, yeah, the app. Okay, so you know how there's like different tabs? Uh-huh. And one of the tabs you can like watch videos? Yeah. Okay, so this video I watched recently, and this is relevant because I don't know why we're talking about traffic, but... You brought it up. I brought it's it up. It's on you. And that's fine. And um, so <laughs> essentially, I was, I was scrolling through, I don't know why, like, who, who sits on the Weather Channel app and just watches weather videos? I don't know. Maybe people that do,
0: really maybe Really dead Sunday
1: mornings. Maybe people do that. But anyway, so I was doing this, and I am um, not. I kid you not, in Montreal, this is funny because I was just there. You know, yeah, was yeah, yeah, yeah. Over break. Those of you that don't know, I was in uh, Quebec, the province in Canada, for about a week over winter break. We went to Montreal, and then we went skiing at uh, an awesome mountain called Tremblant. Um, and then we went to Quebec City. So anyway, I've been in this area recently, which is why I found it funny. So, cause I know that this is like, I I recognized even the highway they were on. And I know this is just something that would be so stereotypically Canadian, but like actually fucking Go, go, go. So the traffic stopped because of the polar vortex. Yeah. The traffic stuck on the highway and these Canadians were like, you know, fuck it. Like, let's get out of our cars and play hockey. So there was literally, this is so Canadian, I know, but, like, this is legit. Like, the Weather Channel posted this. Four or five guys got out of their car, and you know, of course, it's Canada. And they they have have, hockey gear. And they all have hockey gear in their car, because who wouldn't? You're in Canada. Anyway, so all five of these guys are just playing, like, street hockey on the the frozen road in the middle of traffic. Like, this is how slow traffic was. And I thought that was so funny. I'm like, I can't believe that. Like, I could have been there. If I had been there an extra two weeks, we would have that, had that problem. Yeah. The same see,
0: you okay, see, that's what would happen in Canada. They start playing hockey. If it happened here in America, we just start
1: cussing at each other.
0: Well, a we but start. you! Get out of the way! Get out of the way, man! And you know what I saw too. But well, wait, there. Was, if we were nice and if it was genuine? There was like nothing we could absolutely do. What would happen with us? We start going into like a big tailgate on the highway. And people would all, like suddenly just have a bunch of food. They have like their trunks open. They'd be eating there. Kids would be running around playing tag. There'd be like music playing on all the car radios. That's that's my musical moment. If that's gonna be, like something's gonna happen on the highway. That's gonna be like totally awesome. That's it for me. Interesting. Yeah.
1: So yeah. Well, I guess Walland as a whole kind of glorifies Hollywood, but that's yeah. kind of like the part, the point of that movie.
0: Yeah, I know. It's like. It, it's obviously over glorifying stuff to make the point of it just being humorous. Uh, it's so. Um,
1: this is funny because we're trying this new format. And, like. For you guys, like, listening, this is going to be painful to hear because I'm struggling to form this sentence at the moment. But Oh, God. But anyway, so, like, we're doing this new format and it's weird because usually we're so structured in our podcasts. This is yes. going to sound, like, so unlike our podcasts because. Okay. But, like,. We're going from topic to topic so
0: easily, like, without even thinking about, like, fleshing out details, and it just makes it a lot easier. Yeah. We also, we just gotta make the point of, like, actually, if we want to say something about a topic, say it before we jump to the next ship. Yeah, exactly. Like, right now, we're having a side conversation while you guys are listening to our podcast. But this is fine. This is
1: what I wanted to happen, and it's just a little natural conversation kind
0: of thing. Yeah. But, uh, there was one other thing I wanted to mention, and I'm only... Yeah, Because when you brought up Quebec and the polar vortex... I know that's like a serious thing that's gripping like the Midwest and I have family still enjoy it, Illinois, who had to deal with it. I know there's like people of you that are suffering a lot, but you cannot deny people are taking this cold and using it to make really funny videos. Like there were more water. I've seen people who during Sporal Vortex, there's families who will be making popsicles for their kids by just putting them outside for a few minutes. People doing the um, famous hot water challenge or not, it's not a challenge, it's like this Yeah, you're talking when they're throwing ice
1: into the... Well, no, or when, they do, they do when hot you do it, you throw, yeah, you take a, you take
0: boiling you water, it. you throw it in the air, and yeah. then it instantly turns into just like a semi-gaseous state of, it's like, it's just steam right then and there, but then, I don't know what, I don't know the exact process or how it would work, but I always found it funny, and my favorite is the um, paranormal visitations that happen. Because people's clothes would freeze on them if they were outside for a little bit. And so some people, they would, I cannot imagine how they did this or how they planned it, but people would position their pants or jackets in such a way that it looked like there was like a ghost wearing pants frozen in place on oh, yeah. sidewalks or no, outside houses. Funny. I saw this video um, on Snapchat today. Yeah. They were like
1: taking wet pants and uh. throwing it into the sky and then they were freezing in place yeah like this video like they did you know the bottle flip trend that uh, stupid trend yeah okay so like it's similar to this because they like had wet pants she flipped this a slow-mo video it was insane <laughs> she took these pants she threw them in the air they spun. They did a full three sixty. Froze in the air and landed on the legs in the snow perfectly, like as Ex- if like you, you see like gymnastics, in the Olympics. Yeah. This is like the pants did like a, whatever they call that when they're on the big huge square mattress thing. Yeah. You know, with the springs underneath it, and, and they, they do just, the whole flip. These pants like flipped through the air and landed. These, perfectly pl- these pants the feet. stuck
0: the landing.
1: You know. <laughs> these <laughs> judges, spent, like, these lo- the judges loved. The judges loved it. Oh uh, my gosh! But yeah, it was like this whole polar vortex. Like it's it's like okay, this is the thing with this in my thought. The polar vortex has been, like, this meme.
0: It, is, it, ha- it has become a
1: meme now. With No, but even when it was happening, it was a meme. Like, people were on Snapchat with filters, like, doing stupid shit mm-hmm. during this event. And, like, we're talking, like, it was negative, like, 60. It was colder. It's colder. Than the Arctic Circle. Yeah, it was colder than
0: Antarctica for at least but, two days. But what I'm
1: saying is, like, these people were just, like, lightheartedly, and I, <laughs> I don't know why. I Maybe it speaks to, like, how society has sort of been... Um, Normal, like 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 I don't know maybe like these insane events have been normified now because of global warming and the fact that like weird shit like this is happening more often now and people are just like yeah why not let's laugh at it well I mean I would say more about that which is weird because like I'm always been like I've always been a huge advocate for like global warming and like saying you know hey like it exists and like getting people on board because I just saw another thing on the weather channel where they said that only nine percent of Americans don't believe in climate change now,
0: and you so people, people are, are wrong.
1: So people are actually listening. Yeah, and and believing it now. They're finally agreeing with the science, and we're talking like after like twelve years after it really became mainstream. Yeah. These people yeah. Not just just now we're reaching a point where like less than half the population.
0: Yeah. Well, it. before I want to jump in. Before I want to jump into that, and I do, and I am going to jump into that. There's only one thing I want to say. When you're when you know there's nothing you can do to make the situation like you can't you can't fix the situation, and this is just about the polar vortex and why people are making fun of it. You're stuck in your house. You can't go anywhere, or it's too cold to be outside for a hot second. You need something to entertain yourself, and these people are entertaining themselves with water in a pair of pants. Just or water. Well, but this is what. again, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know, the I'm just saying they're like, making the most. They're making the most out of a horrible situation. When life gives you a, a polar vortex, no, yeah. yeah, yeah but, like, what, wouldn't
1: you say, though, that this is on the same level as events such as, like, wildfires, tornadoes, like, hurricanes, and these people are making lightheartedness out of, like, such a serious thing? Like, it's a part, this is my struggle. Part of me is, like, great. Like, the people are not recognizing climate change exists. They're embracing these weird phenomena. Yeah. But in a weird way. Because, like, I would rather them, like... Witness these events, be knowledgeable in the fact that they do exist, and then making strides to limiting climate change, rather than just, like, memeing it and being like, yeah, it exists, but, like, can't really do anything about it. Because, like, it's it's like, yeah, let's laugh at it now, but let's wait until it gets even colder and the entire country is affected by it, and then we're getting into these situations where, and this is all hypothetical, Because, you know, scientists, like, they know that it exists and they know the general trends, but they can't be like, well, you know, in 10 years the world's going to freeze over and we're all going to die. Like, they don't have that kind of foresight. But, like, they do know that if we don't slow down the effects of climate change, then it's going to end up being detrimental. But the problem is that, okay, great, these people recognize it now, but they're not doing anything about it. They're not being proactive. They're just being lighthearted because it almost feels like you know, like, think about if you were diagnosed with cancer. Mm-hmm. And you're, they're like, you have this much longer to live, and, you know, like, what do you want to do? You know you're going to die, so now you're going to live out your life to the purpose you want to live out your life. So these people, like, Rio, to me, baby. this is a weird, okay, this is a weird, like, um, connection here, because it really doesn't make sense, but it was an example that sort of explains how I feel about this. These people are, like, acting like they just got diagnosed with cancer, and they're living their best life. Like, climate change is, like, the cancer, and they're like, yeah, this is going to kill me eventually, but, like, let's just live my best life. And, like, I'm, like, going on a huge rant about this because, like, I saw some people playing hockey and throwing pants in the air, but, like, think about it. And from on a grand scheme of things, like, would you rather have people be knowledgeable about the fact that it exists and then, like, not doing anything and just making good light of it? Or would you yeah. rather them be, like, cautious about it and then making precautions to prevent future events?
0: Yeah, well, I mean ignoring all the like ignoring all the economic and industrial and energy changes that would have to go into effect to combat it, which I am totally for having like those innovations taking place. The main thing is you just have to actually show people that this stuff is happening because depending on where you are, you know, like, oh you hear about this horrible stuff happening, you hear, you see footage of wildfires, you see flooding in Indonesia, you see like the Sorry, the clouds of smog in Beijing and China and then you look outside and you have a beautiful you know you have a beautiful blue sky and nice plants. If you kind of, if you really want to show people how bad like, our amount of for example our amount of garbage, take all, make it so that way all the waste that they generate over a week or a month has to stay on their property line and not in cans. I mean I'm just like saying okay put all your garbage but this is like I'm just okay I'm like, just this saying it's like a minimal step
1: Oh, no I'm to just saying you know it's like evolved. something
0: it's like saying all I'm just trying to point out is like you have to make people realize this is actually going on or it's happening everywhere and even though you might not be feeling the you know worst effects of it it's going to hit you okay, so and let I'm just me, say, I'm just saying that with garbage let just let me for an ask example you this,
1: because this is something that I Okay, so like I decided to go into landscape architecture with the idea that my design knowledge and skills would be then able to um, sort of translate to people the effects of global warming and how certain practices within our profession can combat that with like sustainability. So like my my ideas are like, okay, let's build a park and let's do all of these sustainable things, and then let's document it in a way that the public can visualize that so that they can actually see how this sustainable feature is affecting certain things. So say you put a bioswale in your park, right? This is a term that, like, none of you are going to be familiar with. <laughs> a bioswale is essentially like a rock garden, like, gravel pit. Yeah. That is facilitating natural water drainage rather than, and like, levees and concrete, stuff like that. And, yes, natural filtration. So, anyway, you put this bioswale in your part. People are going to look at that and be like, that's a ravine with, diff- like, rocks in it. Like, what the hell is this? And you're like, oh, that looks beautiful, you know. But they don't know what it is. They don't know the practical use for that. So when you build the park, this is my thought process and what I would love to do in everything I design when I get, you know, my certification and, and all that shit. I want to, like, document it next to that. Put a plaque... Like, it's a zoo, you know? Make it easy. And people love going to the zoo because they can sit there and read little fucking plaque and they can learn everything about an animal. Like, okay, the... Par- okay. So, like, you put that in the park and you say, this is a bioswale. Here's what it does. Here's how it works. Here's the things that you're saving, here's how you're like minimizing erosion, here's how and you explain it in a way similar to like a zoo plaque and then people walk away from that knowing what that is and how that can impact things and then maybe that then sparks sort of an initiative in their mind to be like I should do something like that in my house or you know like I should ask my local community to do stuff like this in parking lots and then that way it spreads, people know why it works. You could build a lead platinum building all day, but if you don't explain to people why it's lead platinum, they're not going to give a shit. It's the same building. It's the Empire State Building to them. You go in that building, they're not going to care. They're going to be like, "Oh, nice, it looks pretty." You know, like they don't. They don't you, know everything. Do you, you understand what I'm saying? Like it's yeah, like are there's a good? difference. But yeah, I'm fine. There's the difference between like recognizing that something exists, and the, and then recognizing something that exists that has purpose. So, you make people knowledgeable through experience rather than just knowledgeable through, like, whatever they believe. I know this is a rant,
0: but... I'm I'm waiting
1: waiting waiting until you're done. I'm pretty much done. But, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I joined into this because I have a love for the outdoors and I wanted to have a way to inform the general population about how sustainability does work and how it's easy for someone to be sustainable. Me and my mom went in St. Louis every summer. They have a this, like, sustainability walk yeah. downtown, and people have, like, gardens that they've done themselves that have sustainable features and stuff like that, and, and they feature them on this map. There was, like, I don't even know how many houses. We only went to, like, five or six, but there's, like, 20 or 30 houses on this list all across St. Louis, and each of them feature different sustainable practices, and you can go On these days, it's like an open house. It's like a mass open house for, like, one day of the the, the summer. Or maybe it's two, something like that. It's a mass open house. All these people that register for this walk open the garden up so people can walk through. And they highlight the features. And they have, like, brochures. And they explain all this stuff. That's what I'm saying. Like, stuff like that. Community involvement. So, like, this was interesting. We were going to these houses. And, like, all of them were sustainable. They're, They're, like, urban gardens that have been, like... There was one that had, like... Twenty or thirty different fruits and vegetables. They were growing in their backyard. Good for them. And they were fertilizing it using like, like crap from their chickens and okay. stuff. Like they like I don't know. It was like a huge thing. They had a whole operation in a backyard that was narrower than this dormer. Like they were just doing. I, my mom would remember this one. This was was an incredible one. It was my favorite probably. It was this guy, his wife, and I think either I had a kid or a dog or something like that. But they were just like living in this like brownstone and like someplace in st louis and they had this huge garden in the back and i was like that's impressive like that's some shit i would want to put in my house but that's what i mean like when you get the community involved in sustainability I can't go yeah. wrong because then people recognize that it actually works rather than just being like oh you know that swell looks good but i don't really know how it impacts the
0: environment i mean okay that's why you okay if that that's your cornerstone you why don't, you chose you don't, our you major? Don't have
1: but go through why you chose the major now. Well, no, no I to like ju- I
0: don't need to do like the whole sh- like snippet I mean, of it. But just I just sh- want to do like one quick thing. But the major. I wanted just to do it.
1: What I wanted to talk about.
0: I want. I joined the major because I wanted to break us out of concrete caskets, as well, I call more cities. Famous. I didn't. I mean, I thought that if people saw a way that nature and human ci- and human civilization and settlements could live harmoniously. Then that would convince them to do it more and more, and then get around, and then that would lead to more bio- more environmentally friendly initiatives. So my kind of my dreams were kind of like forests, you know, vertical forests, or yep. in like abandoned warehouses or train yards became areas for prairie restoration, or you had moss and plants growing on the side, growing on edifices of buildings that birds can make nests in and, nests in, and stay there. Or you had harbors that you had harbors with green little floating areas around them just to like help filter out water and other toxins or or just, or just bioswales, bioswales in cities on pavements, you know, somewhat like micro bioswales that can just absorb pavement along harbors. That's what I kind of wanted to do. I wanted to like, I, and this is going to be a total landscape architect, I'm to say, I wanted to help save the world through my designs and art.
1: Yeah. How oh, oh, fucking
0: poetic that was just then. That's me. <laughs> that's no, me, Mr. Poetry. I get it. I get it. But yeah, but I mean, that's just, that's, okay, yeah, that yours, that's your cornerstone. I just think that- And this is mine. I just and,
1: think that if you're going to design shit that's sustainable, people should know why it's sustainable and how they can really do that themselves.
0: Well, I think or at I, least I think a draw I think a drawback or something that something that would be like something that would go into it is like, okay, this building's sustainable, but you're not like seeing its effects. Now again, again this is me. If say my designs there was like a there were like a large number of trees like a mini environment, you know, mini closed environment or like all this stuff here you know they'll clearly tell if there's being an impact because they'll either see the plants dying or regrowing or birds going over there or animals going over there they'll be able to see the change you're not going to necessarily see how many kilowatts the building saves or how well, no, I'm long not I'm just I'm just saying that's like that's something that could go into it but that's no. that's me that's how I look at things in any case but yeah but well, yeah. it's got it's got it. I'm glad we both like recognize why we want to like do what we want to well, do or like just, how to work with it. Landscape architecture as a
1: whole is just it, it's sort of like our modernized like national park system. Like we create we don't create national parks, but like the
0: whole purpose of we national bring the par- park we bring the national parks to you, the people. Quote, quote, Phil Franklin. No, <laughs> till the magnificent Franklin.
1: Clip it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm, what I'm saying is like, you know, the, the national parks were built to sort of facilitate, you know, get out there. You mm-hmm. know, like go to your parks, like learn about the environment. And then that was ages ago. And now now we still have them, obviously, but, and they still sort of do that. But what we do is create spaces in cities where people can, you know, get out there, explore the environment. Same kind of thing. mm mm-hmm. It's just a smaller scale i would know like this is the thing and Most most you people when we say and this is a direct insult to everyone that's listening that isn't familiar with this he this is because, saying it
0: i am not yes,
1: yes those people that are like oh so you're a landscape architect you do garden design and you want to come design my house like do you even know what we do like oh it pisses me we on reshape how the many times earth. have you told someone you do landscape architecture, and they're like, oh my gosh, so you do, like, yard, like, like backyard? You can you're, like not backyard. Gonna, you're not going to like
0: my answer, because, I've actually, because when I'm talking to people who are studying to be doctors or studying, studying paleontology or, like, advanced biochemical engineering, and they're, like, describing all this stuff, it says, oh, I draw trees. Just to break the tension, but, but no, you are. But right. That's just good. But thing, you are though. right. Like you are right, though. I what mean, I'm saying we... is, like,
1: when people actually ask about me and like what, like what I do, like how many times I'm, I'm told, like, oh, so that means you like, you could come design my backyard then. My backyard needs to be redesigned. I'm like, we don't just do like. That's not even the same thing. Like, that's kind of like landscape contracting. Yeah. That's not even, like, landscape architecture. Landscape architecture, this is, like... We reshape the world. For those of you listening, landscape architecture is architecture. That you walk in. It is the same thing as people that build buildings, commercial buildings and amusement parks and malls and stadiums. Same kind of shit, right? We do this in a landscape setting. You look at a complex that was built recently, or a stadium that was built recently. That physical object is architecture. Everything around that is landscape architecture. So there is a certain subset, yes, landscape contractors, landscape designers, that would work in that sort of field where they design yards. But that's not at all what like a true landscape, art. you've seen it, by uh, one of our professors, Jane. I mean, like, she owns her own studio, and they do, like, regional projects for cities, and, like, they get caught. Con- so think of it more as, like, urban planning and, like, urban park design, and less of landscape architecture, because
0: apparently that triggers, like, some...
1: Oh, you're you're a designer. You're, a, you're
0: an exterior And they design talk designer. with this lips. You're a designer. designer. Designer? Designer. Okay. That's a requirement. When they ask that, they instantly go with that list. But yeah, no, what we do, we, and this is another poetic statement, we reshape the world to people's demands. That's what we do. We reshape creation to fit someone's needs. It gets in, yeah, we it play, gets in we play, play,
1: No, put it, in it simply, we play God.
0: You said it. If I Honestly, said Honestly, we do. Look I know. It. We yeah, we God. do. We do. We're manipulating terrain over here. The ego, the ego that comes with us is unmatched. But yeah, I but it's not I'm not saying we're the watch. center
1: of the, the design world, but we're the center of design
0: world. Well, I mean, the spotlight. Changed my mind. The spotlight is <laughs> on us, dude. The spotlight is on us. I mean, if that's not proof, I don't know what is. Man, that's funny. But yeah. But as you can tell, we're clearly passionate about this stuff. But yeah, and in the comments, tell us, like, you know, what's something, you know, what's a joke that people make about your profession if that's the case like if you say oh you work in a restaurant oh do you flip burgers or oh do you work in a bank you know (laughs) are you the one who has to like you know get new pens after i break them off or just tell us there's like a joke about your major because you clearly heard how we react when people make jokes about ours um but anyway just a little insight into my aggravation (laughs) yes yes thank you for that wonderful insight if i wasn't already (laughs) if i wasn't already aware of it now i clearly am I mean, see, okay, I'm, I'm literally just, I don't bother, f- I mean, I'm the goofy one, you know, if people are going to make jokes, it's like, I'm not going to, you know, I'm rubber, you're glue, anything you say bounces off me and gets stuck to you.
1: <laughs> what?
0: Have you never heard that phrase before? Never heard that Oh my god, before. okay, let us know if you ever heard that phrase before. I'm rubber, you're glue, anything you throw at me bounces off me and sticks to you. Alright, there you go, another quote. We're good just getting quotes for you from this video. It could be a good book about all the quotes I have in my head. We're really just but rambling it's, at this point, man. I have been rambling for I'm the a last goof- 36 minutes. I'm a goofy person, you know. If people want to make jokes, they can make jokes. I'm, I make jokes all the time, and lots of don't make sense, and I kind of just don't let it stick to me. I don't, get em- I don't let the embarrassment stick. I don't want, like, oh, my God, that person was a jerk. I don't let it stick. And that's it's it's worked so far. It's worked so far.
1: Oh, you making jokes now?
0: Hell yeah, I am.
1: <laughs> uh, okay, well, at this point, I think the podcast is pretty much,
0: yeah. I mean, the um, the podcast hit its peak during the rants and talks, and you know now it's kind of dwindling out. So <laughs> we'll co- see. So yeah, we'll have another podcast, and we're ready to just rant, and let you guys know we think of the world. So this is sort of like a
1: preview as to what like I want to do on my segment. Um, just sort of having a conversation, randomly conversation, let it go. But um, I hope you guys like this format. Uh, for those of you listening, I know you didn't get to see the video, but this time we do have a full recording. It will be up on YouTube. Hopefully sooner than the last one. The last one I literally didn't get to get published until today because it's just some YouTube errors, but this video quality should be better. Uh, it's 1080p. The audio should be better. So, if well, you guys let, like let, this, us let us let worry us about know. the logistics
0: and the tech stuff. We
1: got this. But um, this has been the Room Four Thirteen podcast with your hosts, the LA Boys. I am Sam Spicer,
0: aka Henry Pintail, and I'm Gibson Kerner, aka Phil the Philanthropic Franklin. All right. See you guys later.